As we are working our way through the Gospel of St. Mark, today our Gospel is from the seventh chapter. It's printed in your bulletin insert, should you want to read along. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. God of light and wonder, God of mystery and welcome, we pray that your spirit would open up these words for us that we might hear a word for us this day. And we make this prayer in the power of your many names. Amen. From there, Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there, yet he could not escape being noticed. But a woman, whose little daughter had an unclean spirit, immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now, the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, for saying this, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home and found the child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Then Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went by the way of Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged Jesus to lay his hand on him. Jesus took him aside in private away from the crowd and put his fingers in his ears and spat and touched his tongue. Then, looking up to heaven, Jesus sighed and said to the man, Ephrathah, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and the man spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more they ordered him, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. You know, life is a puzzle, don't you know? And it's us, up to us to determine how we wish to piece it together, the good, the bad, and the not-so-pretty. Only when we accept the gaps that each of us have in our lives are we able to open ourselves to God's amazing intention for us. This was true for Jesus, just as it is for us. We need only hear this interchange between the Syrophoenician woman and Jesus to know that he was having a really bad day. Talk about having gaps in one's life. This was a bad manners day for Jesus, for sure. He was also caught, as we're so often caught, by our preconceptions, our biases, our racism, our culturalism. Gentiles were often referred to as dogs, and the children referred to the children of Israel. Yes, we are puzzles, and how we put our pieces together is totally up to us. You see, Jesus believed, at least in this moment, that his ministry was only to the people of Israel, 
the people of the covenant with Yahweh. He probably had had a pretty bad, tiring, exhausting day, and the last thing he had any bandwidth for was someone wanting him to heal another. And to make things even worse, the person asking for his help was a woman and a Gentile at that. The woman, a non-Jew, had heard that this rabbi teacher, Jesus, was in the house. Now, what was Jesus doing in a house that would allow Gentiles? That's a whole other conversation we won't get into today, but a curious one that I have. And no commentary talks about it. So the woman did what any parent would do with a sick child. She tried to find someone to help. She bowed down at Jesus' feet, begging him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And Jesus, in a very uncharacteristically Jesus way, said, Let the children be fed first, for it's not fair to take the children's food and to throw it to the dogs. Huh? Who are you, Jesus? Have you forgotten who you are? Well, I believe in this moment he had. He defaulted to who he was as a Jew, not who he was living into as the anointed one of God. And I believe that it is pure grace that this interchange is even recorded in Scripture. And I'm so glad it is. I say this because it tells me that Jesus was pretty darn human, like you and me. Sometimes we get it right, and other times we don't. So this not-to-be-dismissed mother gets in Jesus' face, saying, Sir, even the dogs, those who are not part of the covenant, they eat under the table the children's crumbs. I can almost hear Jesus saying, holy crud, or something else. (laughs) She got me. He was both challenged and chastised by her simple sentence. He knew she was right, and immediately a metanoia, a coming to his senses, a turning took place in him, and he said, go home. Go home. Your daughter is no longer ill. Life is a puzzle indeed. In each of us, even in the Son of God, there are those gaps that keep us from our true nature, our core beliefs. Now, I don't know about you, but this gives me help and hope that I, Jeff Gaines, a simple human, can change by adapting and accepting my blindnesses and biases, coming to my senses, turning around, having an internal metanoia, and claiming my most true, authentic self. I believe this is what happened to Jesus through his interchange with this desperate woman, who was not part of who Jesus, at least at that moment, thought he was called to love. He forgot who he was. Has this ever happened to you? It's happened to me. I've thought something or reacted to someone, or said something, and in retrospect thought, who was that? That wasn't me. This passage tells us that Jesus' humanity is the same as ours.
I love what happens next. Jesus returns from the region of Tyre, making his way through Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis, and there a man, deaf from birth, is brought to him for healing. Very different experience happens this time. Jesus took him away in private, away from the crowd, and then Jesus put his finger in the man's ears and then spat and touched his tongue. Then looking to heaven, he sighed and said, Ephrata, that is, be opened. Be opened. Words, in effect, similar to what the Syrophoenician Gentile woman had said to Jesus by her challenging words. Be open. Even those outside the covenant, those that you might call dogs, even they eat the crumbs under the children's table. Be open. Be open beyond your fears. Be open beyond your biases. Be open to God's presence in your life. You know, being open is more than changing one's mind. It's changing one's heart. This is what happened to Jesus with that woman. She was an outsider, a nobody outside the covenant, but her persistence and love for her daughter allowed Jesus to be open in ways he had forgotten which is a message for us as well. We so need this message today in our world and in our society. There is such discourse, evil discourse and mean-spirited between those on different sides of the aisle. Racism is at an all-time high once again. And so we need to allow our faith to empower us to be agents of change to bring about transformation in this world that God so desperately loves. And God desperately wants to use us to be agents of transformation. Reminds me of an encounter that took place between a woman who considered herself in when she asked the then Archbishop of San Salvador, Oscar Romero, a question. Romero, an outspoken defender of human rights, believed in the sanctity of every human life. He had a deep passion for those who were poor, voiceless, those who had no power. In the movie, Romero, based on the Archbishop's final years of life before being assassinated while celebrating Mass, There is an event where the bishop is asked to come to the home of a wealthy family to baptize their newborn baby. With some hesitancy, he declined the offer, explaining that baptisms are celebrated in the context of worship, where the faithful are gathered together as family. When the mother asks again for an exception, he declines. In disbelief, she sneers, You don't expect me to have my baby baptized with a bunch of Indians, do you? His response was simply yes. Friends, this is what faith calls forth in us. To be family. To confront our biases, our fears, our racism, our sense of entitlement. 
and treat each person as a unique expression of the face of God. We may need someone to be in our face reminding us what we believe. Like an archbishop or a woman considered an outcast. So we can turn and say the words, be opened. As Mary Manning Morrissey put it, in order to change our thoughts to bring about a different situation, we must elevate our awareness, bringing that which is most true to us to consciousness. We do this by expressing goodwill and practicing living in love. Love. Love always casts a light by which we can see a correct path. So today, go to the edge of the light you see and take another step. For being open is more than just changing one's mind. It's opening our hearts to one another. Ephrathah is spoken to each of us. So, that we, so we can then speak it to one another. Be open.